It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are moral victories a thing? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's show brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate. We are joined by Auburn message board legend. Charlie Five. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Brian Smith to talk Cruton. Big weekend for Cruton on the Plains. But Charlie Five informs me that moral victories are a thing. Absolutely. I can't believe you believe this. Absolutely. I've been listening to you, you guys for like three days, just stumbling over yourself, trying not to like get excited or, or it's not, we're, we're, there's no such thing as moral victories. There's absolutely things, uh, such things as moral victories in year one, in game five against the number one team in the country to take them to the wire and then to be able to walk into that recruiting facility when everybody's going nuts because they can see the vision and they can see the momentum that you're that you've built to that is absolutely a moral victory now if this happens in year three then you got issues and you may need to change it to morale victory i don't know if moral victory is necessarily the right right term but absolutely sure. absolutely they they they're they're a great they're a great thing and th- th- those are things you got to look at and you got to build off of so yeah, I don't have any problem. I don't have. There's no. I don't have to backtrack and like walk over myself to not act like I'm happy about how the game played out. Like I mean, I don't. I don't even really understand that. Like, of course they. Of course they uh, exist, and and I think we had a big one on Saturday. I do wonder if it's semantics at this point because I've kind of broken it down to there's two different types of conversations we need to have. Sure. Auburn should have won the game on Saturday based on the situation the defense put the offense in. But also, there's a conversation about bigger picture, like Auburn's heading in the right direction. So, like, is that the same thing? I don't know. Like, does that make it a moral victory? Are you trying to? Let me ask you this: Are you, were we trying to win the game, or we were? Did you feel like we were just trying to not look bad or trying to cover? I felt like we were trying to win the game, and and, and yeah, you're, you're, if you're if if you're just trying to not get beat too bad, to me, that's what you call. A moral that that's that's the the frowned upon you know view of like a moral victory, but like to go out there and battle and stand toe to toe in year one with the most the least talented roster Hugh Freeze is going to have at Auburn mm-hmm. to go toe to toe like like they did with no vertical passing game that's whatsoever in right. a com- severely injured and undermanned uh, defense and to be able to hang in there. I, I I mean I was I was bugging man I was bu- that's that's the most I think I've sounds ever like you still are and that's the most I've bugged in a loss uh, in in a very very long time. What's the best loss? Like 2013 LSU? Yeah, I mean this loss that could be that could be look that it's could sort of be like one of those not like obviously not maybe not go on a run and go to the you know go to the uh the playoff but you know there could be something where everybody's like okay. 
we can play. You know, yeah. we can we can make plays. All we got to do is figure out a little bit here and a little bit there. You're you're two two or three plays away from winning that game. You know, you're one catch away from an extending a drive to at least you know cut off more time off the clock. Like you're two catches away from maybe winning the game. You're an interception away, a dropped interception away from possibly winning the game. Like, man, that's got that's got to fire these guys up and say, hey, man, I think we might be on the right track. So I, yeah, I think they are on the right track, and we'll talk about the recruiting aspect of it later in the show. But you're certainly right as far as everybody. I think it's another sign of everybody being on the same page, right? I think that's something sure. that's been encouraging. But I mean, there's just aspects of this offense that have to get fixed, Charlie Five. I mean, it's it, it's bad, and the fact that they were able to do that without any threat of a passing game is kind of wild. Yeah. Um. But I mean. Even when like when Peyton Thorne has a good throw, it's like the the receivers don't catch it or they don't make a play. I mean, it's just every aspect of it needs to get better. Yeah, it's it's uh, I'm 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 starting to think, and maybe we'll talk about you know some of the biggest surprises. But like, got it's just it's 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 just not very good. It's just not very good. They're, they're, I don't know if it's if it's scheme, if it's talent, if it's execution. Could it be a little bit of all three? I think it has um, to be. It's got to be that be. bad. It has to be more than one thing. I will say that it felt like this is the most. It's felt like it was a um, plays made sense to, uh, as far as like sequencing up into. I mean, there's obviously a few a few times you can always go back and second guess. Sure. You know what won the substitutions and blah blah blah. But you know, I don't know that he was calling plays, but I know for maybe for the first time I saw Hugh with a play sheet. Uh, on the sideline, and I know that he said specifically he lost time recruiting this week because mm -hmm. he was working so hard with the offense. So is that something you build off of in the off week? Um, I, I, I we'll we'll have to see. And, and does that make you get better? Um, it's just there. There is a real. It's weird how bad both like from the quarterback play and the receiver play like equally how bad how bad it is um and uh so at what point is this like is Philip Montgomery doing a bad job is Hugh Freeze doing a bad job on the offense is this a position coach thing like is is Marcus Davis underachieving as a receivers coach like it, or is it just a lack of time together thing like wh where does where does blame so fall Charlie Five so that's that's a great question. I've yeah, always it's impossible for us to really know, but we can speculate. Sure, I've always maintained that a wide receiver coach is a recruiter first and foremost. I don't necessarily put so when people say Marcus Davis, Marcus Davis, like I agree, you, I'm with you. You you either are you either are talented or you're not at catching a football. Like you don't like teach somebody how to catch better. Now, can can he help uh, help them drill them on on running the routes correctly and stuff like that? Yeah, sure, releases off the line of scrimmage or you know what to look for in a defense if it's an option route. Yeah, that that's his job. Sure, sure, but also that's the offensive coordinator's job. And like he like you you yeah. run the you run the routes the way that the offensive coordinator expects you to run the route, like because that's the way his play is drawn up to be worked. So so the wide receiver coach is sort of like the the messenger for, uh, of that, I guess. So, sure. I, I guess it's. I, I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be a, a combination of just like talent uh, and lack thereof, and then 
the scheme not mixing well with with that talent. Uh, and so you got to go super, super basic. And now you just sort of handicap you've sort of handicapped yourself to where your routes are can't really be super elaborate. It's got to be a lot of quick stuff like we saw and yeah. and one read type stuff. And that's tough in, in this at this level of football. It's, it. it's really tough. I get it. All right, let's talk about some of the biggest surprises that we've seen so far this season. I got a feeling we've already touched on a few of those. That's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Charlie Five, can you imagine buying tickets to something not on game time? The game time app, it's free. There's no reason not to do it. It makes me mad to think that people don't, like it's, physically ill. I mean, they're wasting so much time. They're wasting so much money. They're wasting so much potential happiness by not using the game time app to buy your last minute tickets. It doesn't make any sense. I watched somebody else buy a ticket another way once and they cried. They cried. I don't doubt it. And then I watched them the next day buy the same tickets on game time. They cried again, but this time it was happiness. Happiness. It wasn't sadness. So be sure to check out game time. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Can you imagine paying full price for tickets? Can you imagine that? Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College. They're asking me to spell it out. I'm not going to. For twenty dollars off, download <laughs> Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Charlie Five, can you imagine buying Auburn gear not at Alumni Hall? Again. What it makes me doing? mad. I think you, it, it makes me mad to think that you wouldn't. It's irresponsible. The best selection of Auburn swag. Officially, uh, it's officially licensed merchandise. You don't have to worry about that orange being a little bit off. We've all seen those other shirts. We all know that you're fake. Go to Alumni Hall. You're like a real Auburn fan. You're watching a daily Auburn show. Go to Alumni Hall and buy your Auburn swag. Got the best stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter if you want jerseys. Or or collared shirts or pet clothing, whatever it may be. Charlie Five's a big pet guy. He buys yeah. all the pet clothing for all these dogs that he doesn't have. But head over to alumnihall.com or go to their physical stores in Auburn, Opelika, um, and Huntsville. And the one in Opelika is my personal favorite. It's in Tigertown. The one in Auburn's off of College Street, just off of campus. And then Huntsville, no clue. Never been to Huntsville. That's not true. I've never <laughs> been to the Alumni Hall in Huntsville, but I'm sure it's, it's right true. below the big rocket. Uh, or just head over to (laughs) alumnihall.com. All right, Charlie Five, the biggest surprise for me so far this season is the the poor passing game and the poor, I guess, just awareness of what's happening in front of them by Peyton Thorne so far this year. And and we've already kind of talked about this, and we won't spend a ton of time on it, but I just didn't really see this as an option because I thought the offense would be so catered to him and catered to a quarterback like every other Hugh Freeze offense has been. And this isn't that until really like this past week. And I think if that wasn't against Georgia, it would have looked a little bit better, but still like we had a chance to win. You couldn't grab it. So that to me has been the biggest surprise. And to be frank, it's not close. I got to say my biggest surprise is I feel like all of the uh, portal wide receivers were, as as of right now, complete misses. Um, I I haven't seen anything. Mardner's been hurt. He got in the game. 
he ran uh he ran a uh you know he ran a go route and was, he was supposed to look back for a back shoulder fade he just he's keeps still running. running he's still yeah. running right now to this day shorter i don't know if it's injuries or whatever he cannot get open that's a big one i mean the eye was, test and, for him is just like and he was supposed to be like your big play guy and then hooks you know maybe there should have been i mean i, I don't know i don't want to go too i don't want to go too negative but um you know he was the big play highlight reel scrimmage guy and then you know he just doesn't seem to be able to make the play make the big play when when he's given the opportunities um and you know, I, I wonder if you go back in time, uh, does does Hugh push harder for like a Jamari, uh, Jamari Thrash, who from Georgia State, who visited pretty quickly after he entered entered the portal? Um, do you push harder for a key? Do you go all in for a Keon Coleman? I think you. Ju- I think you learned a lot. I think you have to learn a lot from this, uh, and 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 be able because clearly. You have to have a level of of, of wide receiver at, at, in this league to be able to yeah. to execute this offense, and you got to be able to have dudes that can just go up and get. You just put it in the area, and they can go up and get it and make plays, and that and that just frees up everybody. And we, I don't, I mean, am I missing anybody? Is there somebody that I'm missing on? In the in, the, I mean, Rivaldo's a tight end, and he's been good when we, at times when we've been able to get him the ball. But I can't think of like an addition to the team where when we honestly thought we flipped that room, like that came, became could have become yeah. one of our strongest rooms, and it's just not. It's still. You said this. You said this before, right? Like the portal stuff came came about. You said in college football. I don't. I don't remember if you said it in person or if you said it on a show. In college mm. football, it's quarterbacks and receivers, and Auburn has no receivers right now. And I and I can't remember if that was before we added the portal, but or not but but it's true it's true it's quarterbacks and wide receivers and we just don't seem to have that guy we don't have that guy well i don't think we have a guy that is just a, a go-to guy at receiver like period yeah here i am thinking our lunch conversations actually stayed between us but that's okay that's okay yeah. charlie five sorry no <laughs> something that's been so, um interesting to yeah, me i did this at auburndaily.com yesterday i looked at who's played the most top 10 uh, and snap counts on, on offense and, and defense. Shane Hooks is eighth on offense. So, I mean, he's pretty much just behind the offensive line, Peyton Thorne and Rivaldo Fairweather. So I thought that was yeah. interesting because it just doesn't feel like he's playing that much, but he's playing more than any him. other skill position. He doesn't make, he doesn't pop like nothing happens. Unfortunately, I hate it, but nothing happens when he's out there. Yeah. What, you know, so it's just, it just is what it is. Surprised somebody, you know, is that the room we see the most shakeup at? Maybe over the bye week, you've got to try something else. You have to. Yeah, you. I don't. But the thing is, like, well, who do you go to? It's I think like Nick Marner could be a winner of the bye week. Maybe, maybe he could. He could be because he's been unhealthy. So maybe, maybe he, got, he could. He got injured at like the worst time possible. Yeah, he did. He did. He got banged up like whenever you had to start go trying to win a position. And uh, what about what about like a Caleb Burton? I or think Coy Moore. I've heard Burton could possibly be getting getting like a red shirt, maybe from from like just nagging little injuries and stuff like that. So I don't know. Coy Moore, you know, maybe Coy Moore's a guy you, you could go to. He's had some experience, but but again, it's it's kind of like when people are like, oh, Puckett can't cover Bowers. What are we gonna do? Puckett, but 
nobody's behind him, guys. There's nobody back. There's nobody behind him. So, like, but where do you go to at the, at the wide receiver room? Like, you take uh, – it's not like we got, like, a hidden weapon that's just, like, waiting to be unleashed at wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not much there. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. It's I'm, up. like, irrationally excited to start two freshman receivers next year. Oh, maybe three. Maybe three. You, you know, yeah, just trot it, out it, what's Simmons, uh, Kane, and um, and or Thompson. If you, or if you add add a Nye Carr that was here over the weekend, who could yeah. be if he was six two, he'd be the number one player in the class. I think he's the best. He's probably let's put Cam Coleman there too. Let's just go five wide. Let's just go five wide. If you can, get, if you can somehow, you know, get Cam Coleman. Uh, he was he he wouldn't. I don't even think he came for this game. He, he just he, he just, they just does not like Auburn. I don't know why. But like you add a night car, you got Bryce Kane and then Perry Thompson, and maybe add a JUCO guy. Like you may have a whole new wide receiving crew. You're gonna you're gonna uh, have to get somebody through the portal. You're gonna have to get pass catchers through yeah. the portal still. You can't just trot out freshmen. But it's like at least then there's something to point at. But it's just like you look at Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter and, and Nick Martner, which Martner I'm willing to get more of a pass to because of the injury situation. But it's like these guys have been playing football for a long time, long time, and it's just not. It's just not there. It's just not it's there. Not. It's not. All right, not we're about there. to talk Cruton with Brian Smith, Charlie Five. In the meantime, you're coming back Thursday, right? Yeah. Yep. You and Jake J- Crane. Uh, you and Jake Crane uh, agreed to a debate on Twitter when we were all like really emotionally upset after the game. So I'm sure this is going to turn out great. great. We'll see. I'm just we'll a see. fan. You know, he's the coach. I'm just a fan. So I'm, I'm the, just a nobody. Uh, the so the first out. debate in the history of Locked on Auburn. So we'll see how that goes. I'll see you then, buddy. That sound good? Yeah, I can't wait. All right. In the meantime, can you imagine wearing shorts that aren't bird dogs? Nope. I can't even. If your shorts don't have a liner in them, I don't want them. How about yeah, that? And you, you're probably soaking wet and sweaty and gross. Ugh. Swamp. You know what? <laughs> 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 bird dogs are great they keep you cool i'm wearing bird dogs right now i've been wearing them to the gym i did leg day earlier i still feel fresh i am in a shower after this but bird dogs fantastic fantastic okay. i'm going out of town this weekend all i'm packing is bird dogs because that's all i need you need to yes. get you some bird dogs all you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout all one word no spaces for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown calls for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Let It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's talk Cruton. And of course, we're joined by Lockdown Recruiting Insider, Brian Smith. Recruiting coverage across Lockdown Podcast Network brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Be sure to head over to LinkedInJobs.com. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to post your job for free. Ton of visitors in attendance at the Deep South's oldest rivalry over the weekend. 
Brian, but one that's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of tension. Jeremiah Beeman, the defensive lineman, plays at Parker. Birmingham kid committed to Alabama. But boy, Auburn is making the full court press for this kid and just talking to folks close to the situation. It sounds like, Brian, it sounds like he's really, really considering it. Well, for Auburn's sake, uh, that would be very good news because he's a kid that could come in and play right away. Yeah. He's an over 250 kid that plays like somebody that's 230. You know, he can play in space. He can come off the edge. He could be a three tech and he's a pass rusher. Ward only knows you can never have enough of those in the Southeastern Conference. And yeah. look, Auburn, you got to give them credit. They played a heck of a game. If he wasn't impressed with that, not sure Auburn would be the place for him then. But I mean, they should have won the game, to be honest. And I'm with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure that was rough there at the end for you, but thanks, Brian. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You want to talk anyway. about it? You want to talk about Brock Bowers? Some like, holy cow! <laughs> oh, if you'd oh had 13 gosh. on the field, I'm not sure it would have mattered. <laughs> Just that guy's unbelievable, man. Yeah. I think he's the best pure football player in the country. But anyway, I'm with you. Um, that's the kind of guy that if you're going to get back into the Alabama Georgia conversation, the LSU A and M conversation. You have to get, and you're, they already flipped a certain wide receiver. We've discussed many times on this show. Hey, Alabama's flipping something. It's not, I mean, they're still really good. Don't get me wrong, but there's sure. not the same pizzazz with them. Would this have happened four years ago? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not so you, you being a recruiting guy, when you see what Auburn put together, right? I, I think with Hugh Freeze, it's clear nothing that he does. Uh, it's not a coincidence. And he talked about how big this Auburn Georgia um, weekend was for for recruits coming in, but it was a who's who. Brian Cam Newton was there, Frank Thomas, Charles Barkley, Suni Lee. I mean, every Auburn celebrity was on campus and in that game, and they were taking pictures with all the recruits. I mean, it was a big, big deal. That's got to mean something, right? That's got to help move the needle to some extent. I mean, all these kids seem like they had a great time. This is how you have a movement at a school. This is how you get back on the right track. It's interesting that like even Barkley was there. He's always been an Auburn fan beyond to being somebody that played basketball there. He sure. really openly likes it. Him being around, and I know Cam really likes the school, et cetera. That's great. I mean, Cam, I, I've been around him several times. Humongous personality. It's hard not to enjoy being around him. Yeah. This should help them get kind of like over the home. Maybe they end up with the top 10 class. Maybe not, but. This is where you got to get a few extra commitments. And again, Beeman's the creme de la creme. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it would break your heart to see Alabama lose a recruit. I know you, Zach. That would just kill you. I know but, it. Uh, I know it. I was really heartbroken when Perry Thompson left them to come to Auburn. It'd be devastating for another one to come. But no, joking aside. I, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah Beeman would be huge, right? And, and it kind of yeah. just shows, once again, Hugh Freeze isn't afraid to go after these guys that are committed elsewhere. If you don't, you won't last at Auburn anyway. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing they've missed is the big time recruits at D line corner, et cetera. We, the kid that came in this past year, they flipped him. Yep. That's a kid that came in. He's what, how many games he started or what? I mean, basically a starter co-starter anyway. Right. They're getting the right guys. And I got to give, I, I didn't think it would be this quick. They would start to turn around. I thought this would be a three-year process because the roster wasn't exactly in the greatest of shape. So it, nope, it's amazing. It but. It wasn't. Yeah. So Jeremiah Beeman, we've talked about this before on threes, a recruiting prediction machine. You know, I don't fully know how all of this works, but 
It was Alabama by a lot because he was committed there. Now Alabama's at 30%, and Auburn's right behind him at 26.8%. So that that number's getting closer and closer. So I'll (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Staying on the defensive line, LJ McCray, who's a guy that we've talked about before, but TJ Lindsay was tweeting at him um, over the course of the week, and you actually sent it to me. Um, Said, come home, twin, and then tagged LJ McCray in that. And uh, TJ Lindsay, and we'll talk about him in a second. That's a guy that's certainly trending up, it seems like. But LJ McCray, your neck of the woods, Brian, what are you hearing about him? Well, he's got one more visit official left, and that's Florida State this up, up, upcoming weekend. But Auburn is the wild card in his recruitment. 6'6", 275. Uh, at the high school level, he's playing outside linebacker, which is very scary. For you know, there, there are parents in the stands that have to witness their child being engulfed. But uh, it it is what it is. He's (laughs) going to end up at Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Florida State, or Miami. It's about as who's who as it can get in the deep south. So I don't know where he's going to go, but Lindsey saying that is a good sign. I know that they're in the mix. LJ told me to my face that he wanted to visit Auburn. We'll see. Um, He's going to be a signing day kid, though, but Auburn is definitely in the mix. And, like, nobody thought they were going to get TJ Lindsey either. Mm. Who's he committed to, Zach? It would be the Auburn. He's committed to Auburn. Yeah, he's right. committed to Auburn. That's and right. of course, they were they were on campus for this Auburn Georgia game this past weekend. And LJ talking to reporters after the game said the game mm-hmm. was amazing, had a great time. I mean, a common theme here, but it does seem like there's more energy around all the kids that showed up this weekend than there typically is. So we'll we'll certainly see what happens. But TJ Lindsay, man, I mean, this is a guy that was at Arkansas, now he's at IMG, and so I think he's starting to get a little more attention, rightfully so. We, You predicted this, Brian, when he committed to Auburn. You said, watch this kid, and now there are some Auburn recruiting folks that are saying, hey, this may be the best kid in the class when it's all said and done. He had advanced technique. The only problem TJ had was he lived in the middle of the woods. He was out in Arkansas somewhere. Yeah. Now he's at IMG where everybody can see him. I actually spoke to somebody at IMG today and they've got players there all over the place. So there's always a scout coming through and they're like, Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. I'd never seen him live. Nobody. I mean, he lived in Arkansas, right? He is a really good football player. He had offers from all over the country. Arkansas kids don't get a lot of outside attention, but TJ Lindsay did that. That was the first sign. Then I saw him at IMG live and I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So he's, he's the eye test. Play early. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great kid, too. Great kid. Sure. No, uh, you, you sent me your, your interview with him. Very, very impressive young man. No question about it. Uh, so it's a bye week for Auburn. What do, you, what do you expect Hugh Freeze to do this weekend from a recruiting standpoint? Be as many places as he can all at the same time. Yeah. Ubiquitous. You know, it's mm-hmm. go see some commits. There, there will be some under the radar sneaking around recruiting, trying to find some kids to flip. That's just the way the industry works, especially in the SEC. But you'll see them, especially, I think, in the state of Alabama, the entire staff. I forget what the number is right now, Zach, that they have committed from the state of Alabama, but it's pretty high. And I think that's a focal point because, to be really honest, Bama has kind of turned its back on the in-state. They just go after the highest-ranked kids. And, it's I mean, it's obviously worked. But this is a chance for Auburn to make some inroads, even in, like, Birmingham, Huntsville areas that it's more difficult for them to recruit. So it's, it's very interesting what they're going to do this week. That don't be surprised to see Auburn up in the Atlanta area quite a bit too. 
Yeah, I believe it's 10. 10 of their 18 commits go. right now in state kids. So that's good sense. for Auburn. They they should always have about 10 kids, to be honest. It's Auburn mm -hmm. for crying out loud. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And that really hasn't been the case as of late. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Brian, thank you so much for your time, as always. And uh, in the meantime, tell people how they can check out everything you've got going on. At FB Scout underscore Florida. That's my main Twitter handle or X, if you will, whatever you prefer to call it. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do that anymore. But uh, yeah, if you're either. really interested, you can check me out at Locked On Seminoles. Uh, I'm sure Zach and I will have some fun with that between now and National Signing Days. Florida State and Auburn are actually battling for a couple of kids. We'll get yep. into that more as we get down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In the meantime, check out everything I've got going on at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.